It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, a weekly devotional. From the Tucson desert planet of Tatooine, I'm joined by Pastor Charlie Eastman, pastor of Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southboro, Massachusetts. He makes the longest commute of any pastor in this part of the galaxy. And straight from the Death Star, Reverend <laughs> Jonathan Malone of First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. I've got the plans. Can we just... Uh, I've got the plans. I, we just have to have a moment. Uh, we yeah. have to take a moment here to celebrate Jonathan's achievement at Uh-oh. finally making the NH48, 48, right? Yeah, 48. 48 peaks over 4,000 feet feet high. Yeah. Amazing. So Congratulations, man. Oh, thank you. Well, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Just for folks who aren't up on all that. There's in the White Mountains in New Hampshire, there are 48 mountains that are over 4,000 feet. And if and uh, yeah, last weekend I climbed the last one on my list, and so I've climbed up uh, and and back down. You have to climb down too. You oh, can't yeah. take the ski lift down or anything. Do they give you a little punch card? Uh, you get a free coffee the next time you go up another mountain. You would think, I get it. I I, uh, I send in a list uh, with the dates that I did them. I yes. send in ten bucks and I get a patch. I'm doing it. Yeah, <laughs> you can do it, Charlie. <laughs> I believe in Just you. Just space them out a little bit. Don't do them all on the same day. They no. might see through that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but seriously, congr- I am not going to do that. I'm, I'm okay. going to revel in your accomplishment. I think it's awesome. Well, well thank you. Congrats. Yeah, and if anyone wants to see what any of them are like, wants to go on a, on a hike up any of those 4,000-footers, let me know. I'm happy to take people up the mountains. There it is, folks. You got your pilgrim invitation. Yeah. There it is. So what's so, what's going on wow. in East Greenwich? That was nice. Uh, we have a couple of things going on. So first, this Sunday is Ask the Pastor Sunday. We don't need to say anything about that because we just talked it to death last week. We <laughs> but it's still going to be fun. It is. How, how it are is. you doing? It, have you got a lot of questions I've already? Had, yeah, I've been getting some wonderful questions. Mine some are really, deep. Mine yeah. are deep. Yeah, I've got some, I've got some work to do. I do. I do have one that involves um, confectionery delights. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't have anything so, frivolous like that yet. I, I mean, not that, me, not that confections or? are frivolous or unimportant. Just Right. It's empty calories, let's be honest. Sure. It's empty calories. Yeah. Uh, but no, getting some good questions. But keep sending those in. Uh, and we will have a way in which people can ask questions during the service. Mm-hmm. Um, on Facebook or, uh, or or if you're in church, we'll have paper. But I've, I'm going to give preference to those that have already been sent in. So if I don't have time to get to your questions that you think of last minute, I don't yeah. have time. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so we have that. After the service until 1230, we're having a drive-by. Uh, you can come and pick up your ashes for Ash Wednesday. More on that in a moment. Uh, you can also get a, a member of the congregation, Jane Gaudette, is making some wonderful treats to hand out. Um, some gluten-free, some not, but tasty treats, and to encourage people to keep sending in recipes for our church cookbook that we're trying to put together. So awesome. you can get some wonderful tasty treats, and you can bring in your pledges and offerings, and uh, bring in, and also bring in uh, uh, food for our, the food pantry in South Providence. That food pantry is really hurting, so we can use whatever, oh boy, um, whatever you've got. We can really use that. So that's what's going on. So Sunday's going to be a great day. It's going to be is. a lot of fun. I don't fun. really think of South Providence much. I think of East Providence. Yeah. I think of North Providence. I did, South Providence doesn't come up much. Maybe that's why it's, they're low on food. That, that's part of it, yeah. It's historically a, um, a more um, poverty-inflicted area. Okay. 
in in okay. the in the of the Providence neighborhood. Well, it's closer to where I grew up. I grew up in Mystic, so that's I, right. I, I yeah. should know it, but I, I just you could throw a stone from Mystic and hit South Providence. But don't do that, folks. Please, yeah, show some yeah. restraint, especially during Lent. Um, especially during can, Lent. Can other churches do something? Or are you guys just going to do everything? <laughs> it's just, and that's just one Sunday. That's right. <laughs> so just wait. This Sunday, Ask the Pastor Anything at Pilgrim Congregational as well. Thanks to Jonathan. I love the idea and promptly stole it, and it has been energizing for Pilgrim in Southboro. But before that, uh, we have our peace parade to thank our essential workers. Um, It it got delayed from from January, and so we've rescheduled 1 o'clock at the Neary School on February 13th. Um, line up, get your car in line, and we're going to drive around and celebrate. You can paint thanks on your car windows with appropriate materials, and uh, we're really looking forward to it. This is an interfaith, nonpartisan event. Just come to say thank you. That's the whole point. Um, Are you going to have, are people going to be able to honk their horns and play instruments from their cars or things like that? I I, I would expect there'll be a few banjos and probably some uh, hurdy-gurdies, probably some hurdy-gurdies as well. Um, after Minus that, the monkey. Sunday afternoon, we or evening rather, 6 o'clock or 6.30, you'll get the invite junior high uh, waffle meal uh, to celebrate a Shrove Tuesday kind of thing oh, nice. on a Sunday um, when, when we you, actually have people's attention. Go ahead. Are you sure about that or are you, are you going back and forth on having that event? No, no, we're having it. You're positive. We're not waffle waffling. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. Uh, you'll you'll see throughout this episode, folks. I'm not picking up cues. Um, <laughs> that just means I'll try harder. <laughs> oh, great! That always that always sounds great. Um, and then, of course, Ash Wednesday services, seven thirty p.m. And you can also pick up ashes after worship outside. We'll have a basket with baggies of ash mm-hmm. that you can take home. You are also welcome to participate in the Ash Wednesday service without imposing any ashes at all. You can come oh, and right. be a part of the experience without it. We want to honor all the different ways of. Setting out on Lent. So that's, that's it. And All that's services are still remote. Still yeah, remote. Our services, our Ash Wednesday service, I should say, is at 7 o'clock. And this will be our first Zoom service. So I'm really looking forward to that. Mm. It'll be fun. I hope it goes great. Are you administering the call or is someone else administering? Um, I'm going to administer okay. administrate it, but I'm going to make someone else a co-host nice. so that I don't have to do all that. Good. Yeah, that's so. how I try to do it, too. All right. Oh, boy, Lent is starting. It's starting. We're getting heated up. Oh, I, I forgot yeah. my Lenten class. We're doing a, a <gasps> weekly Lenten session called Covenants um, that I wrote to connect us to um, our justice issues and our faith and our walk through Lent, 12.30 mm-hmm. p.m. on Wednesdays and 7.30 p.m. on Wednesdays. Pick oh, one. Nice. Don't do both. But uh, there's a Zoom link. You can come as you are. There'll be mm-hmm. light worship. Bring a candle. Um, and we're going to have prayer requests and, and talk through different resources and celebrations for different aspects of covenant, God's covenants with us, That's our covenants with our communities and our world. Oh, great. So people come to my Bible study from 1130 to 1230 on Wednesdays and then go right to the there you go. covenant class, the, the Lent, Lenten discussion. Yeah, that it'll, good. it'll only be about half an hour, I'm hoping, is what I'm shooting oh. for. So what's the big deal then? Everyone should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, shame on you. Oh. There it is. The pastor said, shame on you. Yeah. Better you than me. (laughs) So a lot of stuff going on. If you wanted to express that shame, Jonathan, what might you do? Um, Self-flagellation is one of my go-tos. Ah, yes. A classic. Um, Yeah. I use the the board on the head. Oh, yeah. Board on the head. Yeah. (laughs) You picked up that one. That was good. Oh, yeah. 
I, um, you know what? I think this, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, I might mark myself in such a way oh. to express might, my humanity. Might you? Might you? And my shame. Yes. With, are you ready for this? I think I'm ready. Okay, segue. I guess it's going to be Ash Wednesday, a week Uh, from the moment people hear this. Yeah, on on the 17th, I've been trying, Charlie, between you and me, I've been trying to get Ash Wednesday moved to a Friday, Mm. and they just won't. Not happening. No, they keep sending me, I have have a wall of rejection letters from the powers that be. Well, you know, the powers that be typically don't even notice when we send an email. But anyway, um, yeah, Ash Wednesday, resonant for the listener base. What do you think, folks? Do you do you have a strong connection to Ash Wednesday? In my experience, historically, American mm-hmm. Baptist churches have not yeah. done much with Ash Wednesday until just very recently. I mean, like 2015-ish, I started yeah. to hear about churches doing it. The UCC... I think got on the train right around the time the United Methodist Church did, and that was around 1993, if I'm not mistaken. The United uh-huh. Methodist Church released their new book of worship. Preston Fuller can chime in and let us know. Thanks for mm-hmm. listening, Preston. Ha <laughs> um, And I think that that book of worship included specifically Liturgy of the Ashes, which before it yeah. had not done. And of course, that's a recognition that um, walking into a lot of Protestant churches were Catholic folks, folks yeah. f- leaving the Catholic Church for various and sundry reasons. And, and, and it's, so it's not just the influence of, of um, former Catholics going to other churches. I think that is a lot right. of it. Um, there's also, I mean, just the whole embrace of the liturgical um, traditions has its own mm-hmm. history. A lot of it is respectability as well. Yep, definitely. Uh, you know, that goes back a little further. Uh, but also, you know, I, I also I want to give some credit to the pastors um, who have pushed this with their churches that said there's something significant to these special days mm. and and uh, and we should embrace them. So that's part of it as well. This idea that there's something meaningful about taking some time on that Wednesday when Lent starts, even recognizing Absolutely. Lent. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we kind of lost touch with it around 1549 when the Book of Common Prayer came out. And that was the first time that Protestants decided that it wasn't going to be called Ash Wednesday. Well, here's what they said. They called it the first day of Lent, commonly called Ash Wednesday. And they called it the culmination or denouncing of God's anger and judgments against sinners. And they, they decided that it was important to have this culmination time, but, but that it, the, the imposition of ashes was non-essential. On mm. the other hand, it was not forbidden, because uh, sometimes Protestants get in this trap of, well, we need yeah. to decide what's verboten and what's allowed, and that, that wasn't the case at all. You could do it, but finding a Protestant church that would do it was difficult. Right. And of course, my well, parents' generation—sorry, I'll wrap up—my no, parents' no, no, generation would talk about, you know, you always knew who the Catholic kids were in school, because mm-hmm. they were the only ones— with ashes, and in rural right. parts of Connecticut, Massachusetts, etc., you know, there were fewer Catholic families than in the cities, and so they would right. s- stand out more, and it was, it became a distinction 
uh, that that might have fostered some kind of oh yeah those those people kind of feelings right and and uh, you know especially if you know we're not going to do all history folks don't worry but no. the Puritans um, early Baptists they really tried to throw out everything that smacked of you know just the slightest bit of Catholicity yeah uh, so that kind of added to to this saying let's no ashes and even saying we're not even going to recognize Lent yeah we just go right to Easter which is fun. It right? is, but you lose your historical time for instruction and, and raising up the next class of folks in faith that was historically the, the yeah. really important time for a yeah. new Christian to go through that 40 days of instruction for an Easter baptism. And man, there's nothing better than an yeah. Easter baptism. Oh, it's great. feels great. It tastes great. I, it's yeah, good for the skin. To, you're not supposed to go under the <laughs> water. Okay. <laughs> just it's it's refueling proper regenerative properties sure easter baptisms um i'm gonna start to bottle them and sell them there you go but they yeah, are fantastic go. and they really they give are. us um they kind of close the loop on the on the whole faith journey and of course on the journey of jesus for yeah. the days of death and resurrection it's it's just a powerful image and and has been really meaningful for a lot of folks in church right so. and it is it's that journey that to, to get there yeah, that is what makes it so powerful. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, Charlie. Since you brought up the the New Hampshire forty eight, if I just helicopter to the top of each mountain, mm. you know, or you know, one of those mountains is go. Cannon Mountain. Preach. Maybe yeah. maybe some people have been to Cannon Mountain. You can take the ski lift up to the top. Sure. Or the there's like a gondola thing. I don't know. It's one way uh, to go. Yeah, it wouldn't feel the same. It doesn't have the same impact as the actual working your way to get to the top, getting there and feeling like, oh, I made it. And then uh, that's part of what Lent brings. Yeah, Easter is, is powerful. Yeah. But when you journey through Lent uh, and through that, the stages that Lent brings you through, through that, that, that deeper introspective spirituality, Easter has that much more impact. And that baptism does it is powerful because you've gone through all those steps. You've gone through Good Friday, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, mm-hmm. and the resurrection has a reality to it that I don't think it would otherwise. There, there's also, this is, you know, the services like Ash Wednesday, for me, are much more heart services than head services. And mm-hmm. I want to, yeah. if I can read a quote from Deborah McKinley, who's um, oh, yeah. at the national office in the Pres- PCUSA, Presbyterian Church. She says, Mm -hmm. we are discovering the importance of ritual action and its ability to draw us beyond the cerebral. The marking of congregants with the cross, the accompanying words, remember that you are dust and to dust you Mm -hmm. shall return. And the ashes themselves really draw people into the depths of the mystery of who Christ is for us. So it's one of those moments where, you know, in the UCC, we say it's, it becomes, it has a sacramental feel to it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no... On the on the other hand, there's no real direct link in Scripture where anyone, including Jesus, says to us, "Mark ash in the shape of a cross on your forehead." I'm sure Jesus right. would have found that kind of odd, but um, mm. that that sense of the mystery. Anytime you put the words mystery and Christ in one sentence, I get very happy um, because I think there's there's been a an unfortunate assumption that we know the mind of Christ. Um, over the last several decades, especially in the United States, and I think that's folly. Uh, we we know the actions of yeah. Christ that are recorded. We know some of what he explained in Scripture, but he was he was a very mysterious figure, and that mystery mm-hmm. is is very enticing to me. And I think it's a great evangelism tool as well. 
I, I, I love that I now know how to make, bring joy into your life by just saying the mystery of Christ compels us to say this. If I just mm. bring mystery and Christ together again and again. Yeah. Um, that's, thank you for that insight. That's very helpful. It's lovely. Uh, but I completely agree, that, uh, especially that idea that this is more of a heart moment. Mm. I know there's a passage, and I don't remember exactly where, where Jesus does say, you know, if you're, gonna, if you're fasting, wash your face. Don't let people see how difficult it is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's brought up a lot when, when uh, people talk about the ashes. Of, Why would you put ashes on your forehead? We need to wash our face and, and not show that we're struggling. And I think for the, 40, for the 39 other days of Lent, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hide your struggle. Yeah, yeah don't, don't do sure. the, like, it don't, when someone offers chocolate, don't say, like, oh, because of Lent. Oh, yeah. Let's I get into that. Let's get into that. Yeah. What about yeah. the What about the abstentions for Lent? Um, originally, that relates to fasting. There was an yeah. actual practice of fasting, and if I'm not mistaken, either Augustine or someone said you should have one light meal and one substantial meal. It's like going to Disney World and being on the meal plan, where you get one snack and one meal. So yeah. he 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 wanted a light like breakfast meal and then only one substantial meal around midday, mm-hmm. and then you go to bed hungry. So that was to help focus you spiritually, you know, that eyes on the prize, focusing action of fasting. So this idea of just giving something up is like fasting light, spelled Mm -hmm. L-I-T-E, right? It's kind of of a cheap access to the experience of fasting. And for me, it's always wrong faults. I I don't dig it. I don't dig it at all. make a show of it. It, Yeah. I'm giving up chocolate for Lent. Oh, you poor dear. It's just pathetic. Which I can I have your chocolate if that is the choice you're making? I am not because I think it's foolish. On no. the other hand, we've tried to so temper it by saying, "Well, don't." And I've done this. I've been guilty of this. Don't, okay. don't, um, don't abstain from something. Why don't you gain something? Mm-hmm. Gain a daily prayer practice because if yeah. the point is of fasting is to focus us on the on the heart of the Christ then do things that do that, like contemplative prayer or chant right. or other things. But honestly, Jonathan, I'm, the more I think about it, there's no, there's no substitute for fasting. Well, and when you think about... I, one of the things I, I tell... I, I say the same thing, like, what can you bring into your Lenten practice? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, especially the devotional aspect. If you are going to give up something, which probably is some... We all need to give up stuff. What gets in, your, in the way of your relationship with God? Yeah, Right. Yeah, don't don't give up something that like I can't wait till these 40 days are over so I can get back to it. Give up something that you, that you say like I'm my life would just be better without this mm-hmm. anyways. And I think you should evaluate week over week. Like if you get to the end of the first yeah. week and you say, "Well, I gave up social media for Lent and I'm not praying anymore or I'm not thinking about God anymore," then you right. ought to, you know, maybe you make God connections on on social media. So yeah. so that's not a helpful thing for you to give up. So choose something that actually helps you find the kind of focus you can find in fasting. And also, consider fasting. Yeah. It's a really great practice, and you don't have to hurt yourself to do it. No. You could also just do like a, um, what's that called when people limit the, the, the hour range when they eat? Like they Ramadan? Say, no. Sorry. Um, I'm not <laughs> being clear. It's when they say... oh. You know what I mean? I, I, I know about this, like but I, I don't know what it's called. Like I only solid food from 12 to 4. Yeah. Intermittent. Intermittent uh, fasting. So yeah. you might try an intermittent fasting where you say, I'm not eating before 
10 o'clock and I'm not eating after mm-hmm. five or, or something like that. Put some parameters on that help you feel yeah. just some slight barest hint of deprivation, the like of which in this part of the world, we really don't understand. Yeah. Most something of us. I've, something I've done in the past and I might do it this year is on Fridays hmm. from... Because Fridays, I think yes. Friday is a significant day in the, in the spiritual it rhythm is. of the week. Yep. Um, but from sunrise to sunset, mm-hmm. I won't. I'll, I'll, fa- I'll do that fast. A sunrise nice. to sunset fast. That's great. And, and I, I think the part is, it's, it's not so much just to suffer, because fasting is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But in those moments, to be remember, to remember to say, boy, this is hard for me. I think of all of those in the world who are really suffering in a deeper way. Yeah. I think of the suffering that Christ endures on the cross for me and for all of those who are suffering. Yeah. I think of the broken heart of God that. Because of all of those suffering, because of the injustices in the world, it, it, there we're brought into a, a, a more mystical connection with the presence of God in the wounds of the world. You've inspired me. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to keep stealing everything you do. So I'm going to fast I, on Fridays as well. I might. Sun up to I, sundown. I, I'm going to do it. Sun up, sun up to sundown. Yeah. You know, Not just I, I, abstention I, I, from meat. I'm, I can, I can yeah. make that journey without food. Just make sure you have liquids. Keep the liquids... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, stay hydrated. Yeah, yeah, please, folks. Yeah, stay hydrated. Be safe. And, so and technically, this... before you embark on an ambitious program of fasting, you should check in with your doctor. We are not doctors, and we are not offering medical advice. No, but we are pastors, and we are are offering spiritual advice. Indeed, we are. Don't ask your doctor for spiritual advice. <laughs> they don't know. Generally, not. No. Yeah, let's keep our lanes clear. Yeah. So Ash Wednesday. Yeah, I'm kind of excited this year. How are you doing it? Are you, are you going to do it online? Oh, you did say. You said you're yeah, doing Yeah, we're going to do it on Zoom. I'm using the Ignatian um, daily exam in questions. Oh, nice. Yeah, for okay. those who are in the Jesuit tradition, um, there's these, like, you, it, it depends on which form you're looking at. But there's five questions. as like, how was, what was good today? What wasn't good today? Where was I challenged? How did I feel? Mm-hmm. Where was God? Those kinds of questions. And, and that will be the focus of, of the service and then moving to that place of real... Um, commitment and repentance. Mm-hmm. How about yourself? Um, I'm going to use a, a short liturgy. I, I hadn't thought about the Ignatian discernment questions, but I'm, I'm going to be uh, making space for contemplation. And nice. uh, we've yeah. got a really nice liturgy in the United Church of Christ Book of Book of Worship, so I'm relying on that primarily. Oh, good. But it's a nice, it's a nice uh, ritual. Yeah. I've got a short message prepared and it's and then we'll self-impose ashes or mm-hmm. meditate while others are self I mean you can yeah. meditate on you know from dust you came to dust you shall return without having to push ashes into your forehead um, also for those that that really can't handle the idea of ashes but want a symbol um, mm-hmm. some people have used flour um, there's oh, okay. there's lots of different ways to do this you can yeah. use a sharpie don't use a sharpie don't don't, no. don't use a sharpie which brings me to another point because yes. I, I... And another thing. And another thing. Of... Don't... Whatever you do on Ash Wednesday, please don't do it expediently. Please don't yeah. do it quickly. Please mm. don't do it thoughtlessly. Use the phrase. Where's the phrase, Charlie? Uh, Go ahead. Ash and dash. <laughs> anyway, I, I have very strong <laughs> opinions about this. Um, there are pastors who, in order to... What are they trying to do? Well, for one, they're trying to raise their own profile in the community. But mm. on another, they're trying to provide a service to the community. And that's right. that's great. So they go down yeah. to the train station and they meet commuters and they impose ashes to anyone who wants them. And okay, 
fine. And maybe they have a little little table beside them that says, thanks for checking out Pilgrim Congregational or come visit First Baptist Church in East Greenwich. And, and it just, you know, don't do it to just do it. Don't get done. I mm. hate that aspect. I, I know several Catholics who go through these motions to get things mm. done the same way that CNE Christians Christmas and Easter Protestants do. Um, And on the other hand, I know Catholics who go to an Ash Wednesday mass who really want to dig in. And so no matter what flavor of Christian you are, please just don't do it perfunctorily. Like dig in, have a moment, feel the spirit. This is your only Lenten journey you're going to get in 2021 and the tail end of this COVID scourge. It's a, it's a very special time in history and we need time to reflect Mm. on our sin, on our salvation, on our journey. This is, this is one of the most important Lents we've ever faced, I think. Wow. I, I think that's beautiful. I'm not really going to push back much. I'm, I'm only going to suggest... Fair enough. ...that if, if you do that quick ash and dash, mm. if that's the least you can do, it's still better than nothing. And, and there is significance, although in this quarantine time, it's not as it's not as noticeable, but to having that mark on your forehead all day so you stick out. Okay. So And, and, and that might lead you to a place of, you know, of reflection... Mm-hmm. Of having to explain your faith to others, there's an evangelical I guess, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't considering it. the evangelical. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. but that's what, well. You're UCC. They don't really believe in evangelism, <laughs> do they? Boy, it, it sure looks that way sometimes. Growing <laughs> edge, baby. Growing edge. <laughs> but but I, I otherwise I'm right there with you. I mean, there should be prayer that leads us to weep internally, if not externally, before we put those ashes on the forehead. Yeah. It's in my mind, you know, those words. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, from dust you were made and dust you shall be. And I'm going to quote now the Reverend Jamie Washam. She's the pastor of the First Baptist Church in America. Oh, please do. Uh, and she does this beautiful thing that uh, she can pull off. She does it. And and she says what she does when she does the ashes, she looks the person in the eyes and she says, Brother, you're going to die. Mm. And we're all going to die. Mm. So let's make sure we're right with God. Wow. And then she puts the ashes on their forehead. Wow. Right, that's great. Yeah, and, and she's—I mean, she's from Texas, so she has that great Texas accent. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do it. It's, I'm not going to no, try. I'm not going to appropriate yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Uh, but, but boy, that sentiment—I mean, that's part of those ashes. Is is we are our, our life is so short, so limited, and and you know, as much as I don't like to tell people like be worthless, we remember how how flawed we are. We need to have those moments where we say, "Boy, we have messed up, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. need to get right." Oh yeah. Of course we do. Of course we so do. So that's, I mean, that's my understanding of, of where those ash, part of what those ashes are coming from is reminding us of our mortality. So you pointed out a, a really important thing for people like me to remember when we've made up our mind about something, and that is uh, <laughs> nothing operates on one level for everybody. There's, there's always a mm. possibility for different yeah. experiences. The one thing I would say is you're, don't, don't be accommodated for Ash Wednesday. You yeah. you make the accommodation for Ash Wednesday. You make it. Yeah. You yeah. you wear the ash, or you go through the challenge, or you you know take the time out or fast or what have you. It's it's really important. Um, but don't yeah. if however you do it, do it with intention. Do it with your best your best attentiveness. Mm. And um, I guess that's all I'd ask for. Oh, 
I think that, yeah, and that and that sets up Lent mm-hmm. really well because Lent is not supposed to be a season of accommodation. No, it is not. It, it is, is yeah. It, um, it's one. It, it, Charlie, it's it's probably no surprise. It's my favorite season yeah. because of just the struggle, it, the, yeah. the angst, the ennui, the the pathos of it all. Oh boy! I, oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm going to watch <laughs> black and white French movies and eat a crust of bread. Oh, now you're, you're, you're speaking my language there. <laughs> Someday soon, brother. Someday soon. <laughs> you'll see, yeah. Next Lent, you'll see Charlie and I every Friday just sitting at a cafe table, drinking espresso, but dressed completely in black. Yep. And talking about how miserable we are and how worthless, how, oh. how limited life is. Absolutely. Reading our Sartre. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful. I can't wait. I, I'm I'm already looking forward to it. <laughs> so we've got a we've got a special prayer to transition to, don't we? Yeah, we do. You've got one of yeah. my favorite prayers on deck here. Oh, good, good. old you Ted Loader. He's still yeah. alive, you know. Is he's he really? Ninety. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize he was still at it, but yeah, he's he's a oh, lovely poet and a, a Methodist minister. Was he? He is Methodist. Yeah, yeah. I looked that but we up. We like him anyway. He is Methodist. Yeah, boy, the Methodists and Presbyterian Methodists got a lot of play. They did good for them. (laughs) Yeah, they deserve it. They've been going through a rough time. They've been going through a very rough time. But he's he's all about Ted Loader's about surprise and and Mm. wonder in the spirit, and he just he paints a real active and earthy picture with his language. I really like him. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is from his book of prayers called Gorillas of Grace. Mm And uh, boy, and, and uh, it's it's a they're visual prayers yeah. as well. I, I encourage you to get them and, and to read them because he he places the words very specifically. Yeah. He, he's a he's uh, an actual poet. He's not just someone yeah. writing in poetic form to make a spiritual point. He is an actual poet. So yeah, so um, it's a, the prayer's a little bit longer, but I just felt wrong to cut it short. Yeah, why don't why don't we just still... let this be the prayer? I is think that, that okay? sounds good. So let's step aside. Let's let's let's. And and how about we read this uh, um, antiphonally, okay. responsibly? You want to do I, a? I'll read the stanza and then I'll do one. Or how do you? Yeah, I think that okay. works. So just point at me when it's my turn to read, and I'll okay. point back to you. All right, good. So there'll be a lot of this. Will be a pointed prayer. It shall. No waffling. It shall. No waffling. <laughs> I brought it back. <laughs> this prayer would never sell in Belgium. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Here we go. This is uh, our prayer. This is from uh, Ted Loader called Catch Me in My Scurrying. Catch me in my anxious scurrying, Lord, and hold me in this Lenten season. Hold my feet to the fire of your grace and make me attentive to my mortality, that I may begin to die now to those things that keep me from living with you and with my neighbors on this earth, to grudge, to grudges and indifferences, to certainties that smother possibilities, to my fascination with false securities, to my addiction to sweatless dreams, to my arrogant insistence on how it has to be, to my corrosive fear of dying someday, which eats away the wonder of this living day and the ad- adventure of losing my life in order to find it in you. Catch me in my aimless scurrying, Lord, and hold me in this Lenten season. Hold my heart to the beat of your grace and create in me a resting place, a kneeling place, 
a tiptoe place where I can recover from the dis-ease of my grandiosities which fill my mind and calendar with busy self-importance, that I may become vulnerable enough to dare intimacy with the familiar, to listen cup-eared for your summons, and to watch squint-eyed for your crooked finger in the crying of a child, in the hunger of the street people, in the fear of nuclear holocaust in all people, in the rage of those oppressed because of sex or race, in the smoldering resentments of exploited third-world nations, in the sullen apathy of the poor and ghetto-strangled people, in my lonely doubt and limping ambivalence. And somehow, during this season of sacrifice, enable me to sacrifice time and possessions and securities. To do something, something about what I see, something to turn the water of my words into the wine of will and risk, into the bread of blood and blisters, into the blessedness of deed of a cross picked up, a savior followed. Catch me in my scurrying, mindless scurrying, Lord, and hold me in this Lenten season. Hold my spirit to the beacon of your grace and grant me light enough to walk boldly, to feel passionately, to love aggressively. Grant me peace enough to want more, to work for more, and to submit to nothing less, and to fear only you, only you. Bequeath me not the calm seas, slack sails, and premature benedictions, but breathe into me a torment, storm enough to make within myself and from myself something. Something new, something saving, something true, a gladness of heart, a pitch for a song in the storm, a word of praise lived, a gratitude shared, a cross dared, a joy received. Amen. Amen. Right oh, on, man. Wow, what a, wow that was He's good. He's great. I love that you almost yeah. said you were going to, it was light enough to walk baldly. I don't know if anyone's seen Jonathan lately, but he uh, he took a serious yeah, razor should... dive there, and uh, he's not bald anymore. But no, but that, this is my part of my Lenten preparation. Uh-huh. Very nice. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Well, uh, I know that yeah, but um, you know Ash Wednesday's not this week, but next week I I know your Ask the Pastor Sunday is going to go great. As will yours. Uh, it'll be you. fun. It'll be. Yeah. It'll be uh, overwhelming, I'm sure. Have a good time. I've, I've already got Love more it. questions than I can possibly answer, but I want more. Um, I'm That's greedy great. for more. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We'll make a series. Maybe every Sunday we'll just be after <laughs> Pastor Sunday. Some people would really like that. Others, yeah. less so. Not so much. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a good Transfiguration Sunday. And if you don't hear from us beforehand, have a good Ash Wednesday. Peace and grace. Peace. Bye. Kitchen Table Spirituality is a part of the 12 Enough Network. Your hosts were Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and Charlie Eastman, the pastor of the Pilgrim Congregational Church in Southborough, Massachusetts. You can find the show notes to this episode and past episodes at 12enough.com. Send us a note, a question, comments, anything at 12enough at gmail.com. And you can follow us at Facebook at 12enough.com or Facebook slash 12 enough. 12 is always, always, always written out. 
please go uh, to iTunes and other places and rate and like the show. Tell your friends and have a blessed week. Thanks for listening. Brother, you're going to die. No waffling.